Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Hi, Dr. Vo. No, it's so formal. Yeah, I try to be <laughs> respectful as I can. I see. <laughs> I'm just very informal and familiar that way. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I thought to kind of present today a topic uh, in terms of FOMO. This comes up um, um, often, uh, often enough, uh, across different uh, age brackets, um, even though um, how we know, you know, the acronym or now the word itself, right, um, to, to be more like the younger folks, very much um, uh, stemmed or originated from like social media, etc., right? But that, you tend that? to kind of see the same um, experience, the same phenomenon playing out across um, different age groups, different situations as well. So I just want to kind of, um, uh, yeah, present that today. And, and you're quite a bit younger than I am. So for the older audience, I'll, I'll let them know that FOMO is fear of missing out. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. I barely know this acronym. I, I feel like my age is my age group. This was like one of the last acronyms I've learned <laughs> <laughs> in a while, but yeah, talking about the fear of missing out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Th this kind of anxiety that results from your knowledge that, um, something may be happening without your participation or uh, your ability to, to be there. Right. Yeah. Or even the possibility, not even the knowledge, right? You may not know what you're actually missing out on, yeah. right? So inherently just the possibility that I might be missing out on something that yeah. might possibly perhaps I guess you're be right. better. Uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> well, because it is kind of perceptual. It's right. It's really based off your um, perception that you're missing something. Mm -hmm. that something may or may not be actually happening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this um, phenomenon uh, is, is very heightened uh, when it comes to like social media and how people use it, right? When you browse through Facebook, for instance, uh, people are having so much fun. Oh yeah. gosh, I should have gone to that party. Oh gosh, I should have gotten together with, you know, so-and-so, or I should have taken on that job because look at that person who took that job. Yeah. Right? Um, so, so you see that pretty often when people engage with social media, they are put in a position where they they're tempted to really go down that fear of missing out um, mm -hmm. um, route and then leaving them to kind of compare themselves against that. Um, uh, and then they they often get the from their perspective and their interpretation anyway, um, they get the short end of the stick. Yeah. When I compare, I'm not as good, not doing as well, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but you see that beyond social media, too. Right. It's gosh. Um, I, I broke up with that person and now I don't know, you know, maybe yeah. they're doing better now. <laughs> maybe yeah. we're a better match now and maybe, um, or that job, I should have taken that job or wait, I just took this new job, but maybe I should have taken option number two, for instance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I think that that's a very universal, um, transcending age or. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have, a, I have a friend who does this with like end of life existential, mm. like I'm going to leave my family and I won't be able to see all the stuff they're doing. Yeah. And be there for birthday, you know, and I, it's like this existential anticipatory FOMO. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That sets in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, 
you see these shows on like Netflix and Amazon now that, that are kind of they're documentaries that are kind of looking at the impact of social media on, on mental health. And, and um, I really enjoy those shows because they, they really do elaborate on what we talk about a lot with our clients where they'll actually come in and talk about how they look at their friends on Facebook and they look at their friends on other social media flat platforms and feel like they're not doing as good as, or that right. they're missing these things and these events. And um, it, it is remarkable how social media is often talked about in our sessions in that kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it's not just uh, a fancy documentary on Netflix. It, it, it is constantly happening. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. More, more but again, I want to clarify yeah. that. Yes. Um, some aspect of it is very much social media driven or how we experience and use social media. It's very driven, but the same phenomenon of gosh, I'm yeah. not doing as well, <laughs> Yeah. for instance, or what, 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 what's better that's out there for me that I don't know about, for instance, yeah. I think that is, is universal. Yeah. The comparisons, the social comparisons and, and man, that research has been along forever mm-hmm. that, um, you know, these these platforms are really exploiting our worst psychology yes. because we tend to make comparisons constantly. Yes, um, making it more concentrated. Yeah, and I guess I guess FOMO could be a form of social comparison where it's like I'm not there, sure, and therefore I'm not as good as, or I'm not um, benefiting from, or taking advantage of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I have seen this in younger people more than than older people it seems like it seems like um the the younger generations kind of seem to be a lot more worried about missing out or or not being a part of uh these things that they see and but i think you're right social media may have really heightened this right issue for us but it's been around a long time and mm-hmm. this comparison issue is really important i i I mean, people compare. That's not that's not new, but the way you make comparisons right. matters a right. lot. Right. right. Yeah. And then just the so much in this current like culture and how we like our, our lifestyle, for instance, too. Right. Well, that social media is so much a part of our lives. Yeah. Right. So um, and then it becomes this primary or maybe not primary, but a main um, uh, driver for that generic comparison. It just gives a specific concrete means for comparing. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. What, what patterns of communication do you typically kind of highlight for clients is problematic? Uh, communication. What do you mean? Or sorry, comparisons, comparisons, sorry, comparisons uh-huh. not communications. Um, it's kind of a pop quiz question. I but see. I think um, yeah, no, usually, right. They compare like, up (laughs) and so that person appears and and um and maybe there's some awareness that it's that that it's appearance based right right (laughs) that it seems that way but um but for the most part the way that in which they report to me anyhow that they experience it that the other person in that picture in that video on that post is having a greater time doing better right it appears that way um, and then they experience it that way. Well, then it f- uh, invites for that person, that client that we're talking about now, to then sit and go, hmm, how much fun am I having? Uh-huh. <laughs> how many parties do I go to? It invites them to start doing like an inventory of yeah. what they've got, where they are, what they've done. But then the way in which they do that often leads them, it's in a skewed kind of way, often that leads them to just misc 
miss the mark, right? Mm. Um, yeah. Um, so wait a minute. Let me play devil's advocate uh-huh. for a second. Because if I want to improve my golf swing, I don't want to compare my golf swing to somebody who doesn't have a very good golf swing. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to compare my golf swing to somebody who's better than I am. That upward comparison seems to be a legitimate way to maybe learn um, how to improve my golf swing. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. So what is it about the upward comparison or those comparisons that could be beneficial and help us learn rather than the ones that we end up talking about our clients? With, yeah, precisely what you're saying, okay. right? It's a specific context. Here you are saying golf swing, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Um, and you're trying to learn, and then there's an explicit concrete, tangible um, um, set of steps to get you there. And so by comparing up, comparing people who are better than you, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe moderately, not extremely, (laughs) uh, in which case it may not be helpful in that moment, right? But by comparing up, it may actually be helpful because it gives you concrete, practical um, information with which to learn to then improve to achieve a specific goal of a particular swing, right? But people don't do that when they're <laughs> sitting there browsing, right? Right. Um, no specific goal in mind. What am I ch- trying to achieve? How might I learn from this mm-hmm. perceived they're doing better um, than I am? Um, but all they're doing is just churning up and reiterating the basic um, uh, messages of maybe I'm not good enough. Gosh, I need a change, but I just don't mm. know how. Um, so I want to pause. Not everyone does this, of course, right, but right. but um, it does tend to lead a person to go down the road of, gosh, I'm just not having as much fun. Yeah. Gosh, I'm not doing as well or where I should be, for yeah. instance. Well, that's a good way to put it, too, kind of how you feel at the end of the comparison. Yeah. It kind of let you know whether it was a good yeah. one or not. If you look at a, b- a better golfer and you go, I'm inspired. I'm going to go out and, you know. Yeah. Or um, at least you have some kind of uh, neutral feeling because you're like, oh, this is information. I have. Right. I need to take the club back this right. way or whatever it yeah. is. Um, if it's constructive and informs actionable things that you can engage yeah. in, I say go for it. I almost wanted to use that term learning. Are you learning with mm-hmm. your comparisons or are you kind of lost in this judgmental um attribution of yourself is not good enough right. in some way or, right. or, or you know oh man that person has a ferrari i don't have a ferrari i must be a you know i'm not doing i'm not working hard enough i'm lazy i'm those kinds of judgments might be a dead giveaway as far as like mm-hmm. is your comparison good yeah. or not yeah so i often talk to you know with my clients in terms of no comparisons i mean they're the act of comparing that's just neutral mm-hmm. <laughs> is how you use it and then the the therefore yeah. the conclusion <laughs> that you come up with following that that's going to be the deciding factor mm-hmm. as to whether or not it's actually constructive and helpful or destructive as in not helpful right yeah. um and 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 very dysfunctional for you this is another thought process i want to see what you think of this this is another thought process i like to put a um i, I tell my clients put a parentheses around like, yes like this might be a habit that when you, you know, when you do comparisons, um, it may not, it may be that you're just really practices in, in the unhealthy types of comparisons, mm-hmm. not in the functional kind of learning types of comparisons, right. because it's, it's, it's okay for you to identify someone who does something better than you, um, you know, whatever that's, those comparisons are really, like you said, they're, they're, they're neutral they're fine. It's the therefore that matters. Um, so 
to help my clients um, get better at this, I often kind of look at like, what comparisons are you making? Right. Right. How do they function? How do they, and, and can you shift them to be more healthy for you, more, uh, more adaptive for you where you're learning rather than doing that judging habit that, that you'll do. Does that sound? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so one is very much like action based to afford and facilitate learning. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then one is more of just like a, a self, judgment yeah um um, some reflection on me as the person um and hopefully that judgment of self is a positive one or else my gosh now you're really hooked into this vicious cycle of um of just feeling kind of despondent maybe a little dejected and maybe also some kind of hopeless sometimes man and Um, if you're doing that every time you flip onto instagram or mm -hmm. you know you're you're bored at a traffic light um you're not supposed to pick up your phone but you do um sure (laughs) if you're just running these really unhealthy comparisons it's awful Right. And if we're talking about in terms of a habit, right, like you're constantly practicing it. You're constantly making it more habitual. You're constantly making it more automatic. To bring it back to FOMO, it seems like even the the people kind of struggling with that anxiety of like, am I missing out on things? I've I've seen clients who actually train themselves to look for things that they're missing out on, Mm. right? To be on the lookout for things they're not doing that other people are doing and, and, it's almost like uh, this anxiety causes them to kind of constantly scan for what they're missing out on or for mm-hmm. what they feel like they're missing out on. Right. Um, right. Which then skews what you notice, what you see, right? What's yeah. in your attention span there. Um, and then if you look and you're more likely to notice <laughs> the things that you could potentially miss out on, right? Mm-hmm. Now psh, you're locked in. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything specific to FOMO that you talk to clients about other than the comparison issue? Because I think that's important. Um, Depending on the client, but sometimes um, uh, if that's an ongoing issue, um, that general generic um, uh, phenomenon there, um, I would kind of like explore it with them. Is it more like anxiety driven? Is it more of like a um, like a sadness? I'm something mm. is lacking. I'm dissatisfied in life, kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So really, kind of exploring with them is this anxiety, fear driven, which then leads you to do all this unhelpful comparison and locked into a certain way of um, noticing things going on around you to then confirm that I am missing out, etc. To then confirm the conclusions that you form, um, or is it more of just I'm just really dissatisfied mm-hmm. that things are missing in my life um sense of well-being is quite low right the underlying kind of motivation for that yeah that comparison that FOMO kind mm-hmm. of is it is it fear driven um I'm going to be kicked out of my social group they're never going to like me again or is it more just right. like my life sucks and, right and com- yeah yeah and I'm and I'm not taking advantage of these opportunities that are around me mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm so uh, the motivation, the, the habit, definitely talking about the, the mental habit of just practicing that all the time. Um, what else might you talk about with FOMO? Um, some of the, uh, we just referenced before, like what are your behaviors? What are you doing throughout the day? How mm-hmm. often are you actually like comparing or setting yourself up to compare? Every time you whip out that phone and you put on, you know, yeah. you turn on social media, like that's you just inviting you. Yeah. To well, do and you the see comparison. clients do that when they're, when they're missing an event, um, 
you know, they've got their, their Facebook open and they're watching their friends post pictures about, you know, the vacation to Mexico that everybody went on but them. Right. Um, and they're almost just watching that feed all day long. Right. Um, and every post kind of makes them feel, you know, the that surge of that FOMO mm-hmm. kind of feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes I hear things like, well, I didn't want to actually at first didn't want to go on that trip anyway. It was actually a relief that I got out of it. Right. <laughs> but then wait a minute. Right now, what you're saying in front of me right now is that you're actually quite sad and regretful that you didn't go. Yeah, Why yeah. following this long chain of <laughs> watching real and movie and pictures yeah. um, that they've posted? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so kind of figuring out like, what is it that you're doing that's actually setting you up? to mm-hmm. be on hyper alert for the things that you might be missing out on, for you to um, do the, the unhealthy, unhelpful comparison yeah. throughout the day, right? And then kind of um, similar to what you mentioned before, kind of pointing out like, wow, your mind just does that. Wow, that's just, you know, I, I, I'm used to going down tramway and taking a left at that light, you know? Yeah. Um, now that's just your habit. You know, it's, it's just where you turn left. <laughs> uh-huh. um, or that's just where you, your, your mind goes, right? Wow, what a, what a habit it yeah um i I end up having my clients practice um uh saying no to social events um as an exposure Mm -hmm. to things they could attend um because the idea is i can't miss out right and so when they have to miss out when they just can't get out of work to be able to go to that thing then they're just in that fomo kind of anxiety all night um but yeah i'll have clients kind of even practice saying I could go to that event and it sounds really fun, but I'm going to choose not to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that they're kind of approaching that feeling uh, by choice almost. Sure, you know? yeah. sure. Seems yeah. helpful. So if that's more like anxiety driven, right. that's the underlying right. that if part of it is that I'm avoiding and I'm, you know, I'm allergic to a certain feeling, then yeah, I absolutely, I love it. And for the other segment wherein it's more driven by like, I, I don't have much going for me and uh-huh. I'm happy and dissatisfied. Yeah, then it's really about like values clarification what's important mm-hmm. to you what are you going to be able to do today yeah. you know that's going to like be super fun that's going to bring delight to your life and joy right mm-hmm. um, um, because essentially if that's part of their underlying issue then if you're just having fun and you're happy <laughs> there's less of a need to really um, be externally focused and then come doing that unhealthy comparing right? yeah yeah um, I think I think we'd both agree that using social media is kind of a am I happy compared to other people is probably a bad idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sometimes just helping clients get a better gauge for, um, uh, where they're deriving a sense of well being and pointing that out that they're, they're using Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is to kind of, um, measure themselves, you know, mm-hmm. uh, some clients can really quickly kind of realize, Ooh, not a good practice, not a good idea. Right. Yeah. Right. Hey everyone. Dwayne and I really appreciate you listening to our podcast. Please rate us on iTunes. And if you have any questions or comments or topics you'd like us to discuss, please let us know in the comments section as well. Thank you.